Welcome to 10 Minutes With. It's a podcast for people who want to listen to podcasts but don't have all day. We've got a quick chat with someone you might be interested in learning more about in about 10 minutes. Darren Mulligan is the lead singer of We Are Messengers. Now, when I last saw you guys in concert, I remember thinking, man, they have a lot of hits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. You know, I was, I was actually talking to someone about it yesterday. Like, I've never enjoyed playing music more than I am now. And I think what means the most to me is I went to Panera for breakfast yesterday morning with Heidi and the kids. And then this, this wee man comes out behind, almost in tears, running up to me, you know, just wanting to tell me how much our, our music has meant to him and his wife and how it's changed their lives. And, you know, you forget, you forget how wide this goes and how, how much fruit there will be from what you have done, Trace, and the guys at the station and what we've done and all the other artists. There's massive fruit in a world that doesn't have hope or transformation at the center of it. We're bringing a message that puts Jesus at the center. And it's a privilege. I never thought we'd be doing this. I never thought we'd have all this success. I think the beautiful thing to raise is the success isn't who I am. I still know I'm a son of the king. And that's, that's my priority is remaining so. There will be people who will hear you say something like that and think, but I'm not a Christian singer. I'm not a Christian radio DJ. But the sphere yeah. of influence that we all have is powerful. Yeah. Absolutely. And the truth is, is that um, I think people who diligently go about their day to day, you know, truck drivers, postal workers, people working in the supermarket, you know, and uh, what people view as the mundane things of life. But I think the simple things, people doing the small things well, those are where extraordinary things happen in the kingdom of heaven. You know, I was even reading today about Steph Curry and his mother had considered an abortion when she was pregnant with Steph, you know, and she made the decision for life and to bring him into the world. And now you see the massive influence that someone like Steph Curry has had on the world. And as a believer, like small decisions in the tough, hard times made with God at the center, change the world. Tell me about Ireland. I know you've had a chance to visit recently. That's kind of the place where you recharge. Ah, uh, Listen, James, you know me. I'll cry even thinking about it. I was, uh, got home for two months this time. I, you know, and we got a wee place out in the woods. And, um, you know, when I was there, it was, it was just the most peaceful, lovely time to remember everything that was important. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm, I'm really even keel. I'm, I'm really level at the moment. Um, and peaceful because I had that time to be grounded, to remember, and now to come back to America and really continue with the work that God has called us to. And, and I feel more convinced than I ever have that we are messengers are needed and that we're needed to continue in this. And so that's what we're going to do. How do you know when you need that time again, when you're not feeling so even keeled and how do yeah. you recharge in the moments when you can't go off for two months? Yeah. And, and I realized in saying that, that I went off for two months, how privileged sounding that is. And it is privileged that I can do that, you know, and, and we can still pay our mortgage. But I think what people don't realize is that when I go to work, when me and this team go to work, we're, we're working, you know, 16 hours a day for months and months and months and months. And so how I knew I needed it this time, Therese, was... Um, I think after the accident I had in February and then after I've been sick again, my, my body started to shut down. Like I got to a place where um, 
I was I was getting heart tests and they were showing that my heart was potentially failing and my muscles were shutting down. I, I couldn't. I was in agony. I was struggling to walk to stage when we were headlining. I played the show and I could barely walk down the steps of the stage to make it to the bus. So my body was shutting down and my mind was exhausted and I knew it was time. If I didn't stop, I knew my family was going to lose me and I knew I, was, uh, I wasn't ready for that. I want time to be a good daddy and a good husband and I, I, and I want to honour the people like you who have honoured us so well all these years and really finish the mission of We Are Messengers really well. Your show at Kingdom Mound is not going to be one that's loaded with pyrotechnics and fire machines <laughs> and strobe lights. That's not who you are. Uh, what no. will we get from that show? You will get rock and roll. You will get rowdy. You will get a strangely large number of hit songs, which I still can't believe we have. <laughs> but... Uh, but more importantly than that, you will get a band who, when we look out into the audience, um, we will see you. Uh, we will remind you that you're known, that you're loved. And you'll get a band who have realized in the past year that you're not coming out to see us, you know, as fans at the show or whatever. We're actually coming out to see you guys. Um, you'll get a band who are not afraid to cut their set and to go somewhere random or strange. Uh, we're not afraid to be embarrassed or make fools of ourselves so that God can be made famous. So you'll get the unexpected. You will not get fire and lasers and <laughs> fancy stuff, but you may get that from, uh, I think, for King and Country are closing. So yeah. the boys will bring that. <laughs> I love that. Like, I love the, the small bone boys. We're like two sides of, uh, of the same coin. I believe that God uses both of us in very different ways. You do something during your show that actually makes me sometimes wish I wasn't in the audience. You do have a way of seeing people and you sometimes <laughs> you sometimes will you'll see the stuff we don't want you to see in our lives. You can see to people's hearts sometimes and and speak mm -hmm. truth to them that can be kind of uncomfortable though necessary. <laughs> yeah, it can. Um yeah, and we're very particular about that. You know, we I'm very careful that I never speak anything to someone unless I am so certain that God has said it. You know, one of my favorites, Trace, was, uh, I don't know if I've told you this, but there was one time we played a show and this woman came up in the signing line afterwards and uh, you know, she just looked like any regular 20-something lady. And, uh, and God, you know, very clearly told me to pray for her. Uh, and so I did. And I asked her, I said, would you mind if I prayed for you? And then God told me to, to lay my hand on her stomach. And I knew that was weird. I knew it's so weird. Uh, I'm also very careful. And I ha always have people with me wherever I go because I want to make sure I'm always above reproach. Um, so I asked her, would you mind? And I did. I put my hand on her, her stomach and I prayed um, that God would fill um, her, her womb uh, with a child and the child's name would be Joy. Okay. And that was it. And about three years later, I was back in the same town. And in the signing line, I saw her again. And she was coming back in the signing line to see me. But this time, there was a little, you know, toddler, you know, holding on to her hand and laughing and jumping and shouting. And, and it was a little boy who, who had um, an intellectual disability. Anyway, she got to the front of the line and she just kind of fell into my arms. And she said, you didn't know it, but when you prayed for me three years ago, I was a prostitute and I was pregnant with a customer's child. 
and I want you to meet my son. His name is Joy. So I have to trust my God and be embarrassed enough to take those risks because if I don't, then I will miss out on the fruit that God is allowing me to be a part of. Do you sometimes wonder if maybe music is just the means that God has given you in order to have those moments in people's lives? Absolutely. Like, I don't even wonder. I know it. Like, it's music is the vehicle for the gospel to move forward in my life and in, in the lives that I reach. I have a great passion for music. I love crafting songs. And I, I have a passion for making excellent music um, that I try to do every time. But the goal is that people's lives would be transformed because it is not worth it, Trace, for me to leave my family um, just to be a successful artist, just for people to applaud me. Um, they need to know that daddy's going to work because daddy believes that Jesus can transform lives. That's the business we're in. I'm always tempted to ask like these silly little questions on interviews like this. But with you, it's so hard because everything <laughs> is so deeply spiritual and I want people to know that you really are a fun guy but I don't know why oh, yeah. we always end up in these very heavy conversations well we end up in heavy conversations because you care Chase. Hmm. you're not going through the motions with me and I'm not going through the motions with you and yes anytime we're together the both of us laugh a lot I'm the super fun guy and I'm a super chill guy um <laughs> for the most part but the things of God just kind of uh I think at the core of it is just my great sense of desperation for God in my life because I know how weak I am. I know how prone to wander and to sin I am. And so when I talk about him, it reminds me of my condition. Like if I, can, if I don't talk about Jesus, I can just, you know, do stupid stuff and switch off. But the minute I mention his name, it's like, oh, no, that's the king. And he reminds me of my condition and of the great importance of speaking about him with reverence and awe and uh, fascination. The Kingdom Mount theme this year is Psalm 66.1, shout for joy. What does that mean to you? Joy. Joy is the only thing I have to hold on to a lot of the time. Joy is knowing that I could have died in the last few months and I would have been perfectly okay with that because I would have been with the king. Um, joy is knowing that at my worst, he sees me at my best. Joy has been able to dance in the dark in the hard places. And I have that. And a band like us, because we're a rock and roll band, the idea of shouting for joy is particularly attractive to me. Uh, I grew up with music that was full of passion and fierceness and intensity. And we bring some of that. And so we are a band who shouts with joy. And for as long as God calls us to do this, that's what we'll do. If you've enjoyed this episode of 10 Minutes With, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You might also consider giving to Family Life, the listener-funded ministry that makes this and other podcasts possible. Go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? Get up to date with Family Life news. Enjoy some family time with Family Life kids. There's If That Makes Sense, a Family Life original podcast where they talk about what life is really like as a Christian in your 20s. And Therese Talk, a podcast to help women better serve their families and their community. They are all free and on demand at familylife.org. Just click podcast in the radio menu.